Hello, this is Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group, and today I'm speaking with Troy Leach, who is the CTO of the PCI Security Standards Council. Troy, welcome. Thank you, Nick. So, Troy, first question then is, um, there's obviously some changes afoot for the standards. Um, so what is coming next for the PCI standards in December? Well, we have a lot ahead of us, uh, Nick, for, for PCI Security Standards Council. The, the first is in, in December is the fruition of our standards for uh, contactless. So starting to look at mobile payments and the tap and, and go. The point-to-point -point encryption standard will have a revision that will make it easier for the reporting and allow for more flexibility for different component providers of those solutions to be able to demonstrate that they are protecting consumers' information. And then also we have the RFC for our PCI DSS standard uh, will be concluding in December where we are taking new aspects of trying to create intent statements for each of the requirements for DSS and making sure that the standard itself can evolve with the industry. Uh, and as technology around it evolves. And all of this comes down to uh, looking at our strategic framework and the aspects that we have incorporated into um, our mission statement, which is where we can have industry participation, such as the, that DSS, where we can evolve our existing standards, such as what we're doing with not only with DSS, but our software security framework and that process that is rolling out soon after uh, December, as well as how we have uh, taken and embraced new forms of, of mobile payments, as such as contactless. And then finally, how do we align all of these types of security requirements with what is in industry for other industry sectors, such as how we've mapped uh, the DSS standard to the NIST cybersecurity framework, as well as how we are looking at, at PIN security and align that with ANSI X9. So I'm interested in the uh, contactless component, Troy. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot happening in um, certainly the, the NFC space. I know certainly we're starting to really see some traction with things like Apple Pay. How does contactless change things in, in, in contrast to a, a standard card type transaction? Well, contactless is a, a very convenient, fast way for payments to take place. They are, for the PCI Council, our standard is, is based on the EVCO specifications, and the role of PCI standards are to make sure that the integrity and security of those transactions are being processed in a way that um, gives confidence to the entire payment ecosystem. So in December, uh, we will publish this new standard that allows for what some folks refer to as tap and go. And then we will also be looking at how we can take this type of, of mobile standard and continue to explore other forms of emerging technology. This is a nice uh, continuation of where we were with the SPOC standard or software pin entry on COTS devices. And it allows for us to look for more opportunities for merchants, especially smaller merchants. Okay. And we're talking specifically around things that are like NFC payments. It's not, we're not looking at QR codes or anything like that. So just to that's, that's right. 
a core aspect of this would be um, is central to an NSC enabled type of a transaction. Okay, so a big question obviously pertains to PIN, um, and if I'm correct, that there is a, there is an absence of PIN with this particular standard as well. So, in in that absence, what's being done for authenticating the uh, user of the transaction? Well, I'm glad you pointed that out, Nick. Uh, yes, uh, first of all, you know the PCI Council is committed to protecting uh, and maintaining the integrity of PIN data. And we have, as you know, the PIN data security standard. We have uh, several standards that uh, a primary focus of them is to protect PIN as it's being used to authenticate a transaction. And PCI will continue to do that. One of the best advantages of PIN is to authenticate uh, several aspects of that payment transaction from the cardholder to the device to several qualifications of the payment itself to complete a transaction. And with this new technology, it provides this opportunity for us to really improve upon that. And given the amount of additional data that's available to us, available to us in real time, we can start to rethink how we authenticate a transaction. So for the contactless standard, uh, there are multiple security controls that have a strong association between the merchant and the device and protect against the application itself that is accepting the transaction, making sure that it's not lifted up and moved to a different uh, device. So we have controls around making sure that once a application is initiated, that the security um, it, it cannot be spoofed and, and brought to another device. So there's all these other new types of controls that we can put in place that allow for the same level of confidence in authenticating the transaction. On one, one additional aspect of the authentication for the contactless standard and also for the software pin on caught standard is the ability to have this comprehensive monitoring system associated with the transactions so that in, in real time there is constant uh, viewing and, and making sure that the device and the merchant um, are aligned so that the device used to capture the payment has the integrity that we would associate with uh, some of the pin transaction level uh, types of security as well. Okay, so, so there are a variety of checks and balances going on in the background to obviously reassure that the, the, the originator of the transaction that this, this is robust. Yeah, absolutely, and that, that's an important aspect because there, there's been um, some vendors that have come to market and say, well, all I need to have then is an application, and this application is going to meet the security bar that's been set by the PCI Security Standards Council. And that's just not the case. I think just to conclude, actually, Troy, I mean, what else is in the pipeline for 2020 in terms of uh, PCI standards? Well, if, if I look back to uh, what we just announced at our community meetings that uh, occurred in Vancouver and Dublin and will be happening in a few short weeks in Australia, is we started to... Uh, refocused around our strategic framework and four pillars of that framework. The, uh, the four pillars of the framework are really around industry participation. Uh, that goes into a new request for comment period that we announced uh, a new process for that request for comment period that will be in place for the DSS uh, standard. 
We are constantly evolving our standards. So we've seen a transition from our PADSS standard to this new software security framework, as well as taking a new approach to the DSS standard. Uh, we've seen these emerging areas. We've spoken today about contactless, uh, as well as encryption. We've just launched an encryption task force to look at next generation of confidentiality of payments, and then also industry alignment. Uh, looking to where we can work with industry, uh, such as with the uh, the PIN standard where we align with MCX9, our recent mapping to the NIST cybersecurity framework, and other ways that we can have collaboration with other subject matter experts in industry that may be looking at security from a different lens, but have the same intent of good integrity and confidentiality of data. Clearly a lot going on at the uh, Standards Council there, Troy, so looking forward to obviously tracking the evolution there. Um, so that was Troy Leach, who is the CTO of the PCI Security Standards Council. And for Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.